everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to filling the void between being an employee and becoming self-employed. Most people refer to starting your own company as taking the leap, as if they're blindly jumping off a cliff and into the unknown. This show is here to help you understand that it doesn't have to be that way. As always, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please do us a favor and help share the void with somebody else who might also be wanting to start their own company. We saw an opportunity to help others understand that self-employment is well within your reach, and just as our businesses have grown organically and by word of mouth, we want this show to grow the same way. So if you see somebody asking questions about starting their own service-based business, please do us a favor and drop them a link to the show. I'm your host, Mitch Smedley, and with me as always is David Hilton. Mitch, where the hell you been, dude? I've been uh, everywhere, man. Everywhere, man. Like a, I've been everywhere, man. I feel like a country song. Yeah, you are a country song. Yeah. I had to hold down the fort last week with Austin. I know. Just Austin. You did good, though. Yeah, that, that's did the we? qualifier. I didn't listen to it. I knew it was going to be shit. I was like, I'm not listening to that. It's going to be garbage. That's the no. qualifier. I had to hold it down with Austin. With Austin. <laughs> <laughs> so that way, if it sucks, you're to blame, too. Yeah. No, it's all on me. If it's bad, it's just my fault. Well, the thing is, I didn't even, like, set up where Mitch is, and we ended up, like, talking back and forth, <laughs> so yeah, it looks like it's just... I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to be so successful and have my own company. Some bitch is out of town for two weeks of whack. Well, one was business, and one was personal. So. First off, Apex is not business. Oh, absolutely it is. Mm, I probably worked more mm, there than I do at home. I just found your problem. <laughs> I just found the problem. Daniel's like, I love these countertops. Yeah, no shit. Oh, my God. So. Did you have fun? Yeah, it was a blast. At Apex? Well, yeah, that's always productive. Oh, okay. Skiing was, was good, too. Skiing, yeah. skiing was good, too. You know, I noticed that you didn't invite me to go skiing. Well, the boys did. The boys did. <laughs> they, they, keep, they, they keep saying next time we need David to come. Yeah, and then all of a sudden I get this phone call that just says, "Hey, by the way, I'm gonna be gone next week. Where are you going? Skiing? Hey, I had, uh, a, had a buddy reach out. Didn't hear anything about five days skiing, skiing. for only two hundred and fifty bucks for the room. February, when February first through the sixth. Ooh, that's when we used to go. February second, usually was. So, <laughs> I'm not going, <laughs> but. I've taken enough time off. You know what? Maybe I'll take your wife and my wife. There you go. Leave the boys here. There you go. <laughs> That'd be a wild weekend in Breckenridge. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> I don't know if you can handle that. That's a lot of bail money. Oh, yes, I can. <laughs> What'd you bring? Uh, a handful of Viagra and a case of Red Bulls? <laughs> You'll be fine. You'll be good. <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> oh, boy. So, we, uh, oh, we got a gift yeah. in the mail. I know. Fucking Jorge. This he must be doing really well. And that doesn't <laughs> fucking have a, Jorge. He doesn't have a lot of stuff to do, but I, I... He's appreciative of the show. I love him. He's hilarious. So I didn't, I had no clue what this thing even is. <laughs> he is hilarious. He, he sent us a king cake. Jorge's from New Orleans. What the and, fuck is uh, a king it's cake? It's not New Orleans, it's Nolens. Yeah, Nolens. <laughs> Please don't try to say that again. I'm, not, gonna, I'm hey, not even going to attempt. Remember when I botched Bucky's? Yeah. On the, uh, I don't know, 10 episodes ago or and whatever? And also whenever you said uh, Hoonicorn yeah, yeah. instead of Hoonigan. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, he had, he had a car, I ain't from Missouri. I ain't from Missouri. We're, we're trying to pay tribute. I actually <laughs> went to Bucky's. While I was in a, in in Dallas or in Texas, like a thousand oh, yeah? stalls at gas stations. Yeah, 
Yeah, they had like... It's like hundreds, isn't it? Yeah, like hundreds that? of gas pumps. and Really? Yeah, it's like a hundred yards long of gas pumps. It's really like a high V both gas pumps. That's weird. It's Across not, the entire parking yeah, lot. Yeah, it's like not even a convenience store at that point. Gotta love you some Texas. I mean, hey, I, you know what? I shit you not, there's probably 80 gas pumps Do they charge you a lot. convenience fee? No. Because if they do, that'd be kind of... I don't know. I kind got of stinky. The, the I guy got that works at Texas. Do you got a chicken sandwich? Convenience fee. Stop it. You notice how like how many fees <laughs> you have to pay with? I went to DoorDash today. There was a convenience fee, delivery fee. It's just like taxes. You got to pay taxes on the money you make. Then you got to buy stuff. Pay taxes on the stuff you buy. Then you have to pay taxes to own the stuff if it's personal property. It's like a ten dollar burger turns into like eighteen yeah. seventy by the time. It's like you're you like, make a dollar. Oh no, this is ten dollars. And then you spend ninety cents of that dollar hmm. on nothing. Don't get me started on that. Shit. I just derailed it. I'm sorry, Mitch. It's all okay. marketing. It's all marketing. Yeah. So <laughs> taxes are marketing. Well, no, okay. not taxes. The convenience. Okay, piece. so what's with the king cake? So we got a king cake. I didn't know what this was. Thankfully, it came with a little. Let me fucking see. A it. little disclaimer here. King cakes see. are a tradition which can be tracked back to the Middle Ages during a twelfth night celebrations representing the day of three holy kings visiting the Christ child. A bean or a corn, uh, a coin, was placed <laughs> in a cake. The person who found the bean or coin reigned as king for the evening. Europeans brought this tradition to New Orleans uh, when the Twelfth Night Revelers uh, organized its first civil ball in 1870. The king cake was used to select the king and queen of the carnival. Since then, king cakes have become a symbol of New Orleans carnival celebration. Amongst other things. Yeah. Let me see. So, um... That was good. The bean has been replaced with a plastic baby doll. <laughs> okay? It's hidden inside the cake. That doesn't mean that if you find it, you're the next one to get pregnant, right? So we're going to split that cake into thirds. Uh, thirds? It's fucking humongous. You get one, I get one, Austin gets one. It's a pound and a half of cinnamon <clears throat> roll. Yeah. <clears throat> Woo! There's ten servings in this. Yeah, there's three servings in we're it. We're just going to have three and a half. <laughs> No, you guys don't get any. We, we've got the the peanut gallery over here watching us. Yeah. But it says there's 10 <laughs> servings in this thing, and there's 18 grams of sugar per serving. That's a lot of sugar. It says the guy who has, like, bush beer, like, four cans per podcast. There's no sugar in that. <laughs> <laughs> so whoever whoever's piece has the baby in it is responsible for providing the next king cake oh okay yeah so if i get the baby i have to get send jorge a king cake or i have to buy I, us a king I, cake I, I don't know might have to clear that with jorge okay so all right well give me a piece if it gonna, tastes like shit i'm driving to louisiana we're gonna make a mess of our podcast studio here you know he's right by Bourbon Street, I think. I mean, it's not far. Like, we could drive there. Oh, boy. Wait, 10 hours? No, I mean Bourbon Street from where he's at. Mm. I mean, like, I think from here, it's like... What, hey, if, I, what if I cut the baby in half when I'm cutting it? Abortionist. Then you win. You get the baby. <laughs> <laughs> Send him to California, his own kind. Yeah, is this what you guys want? I killed this baby. <laughs> Jorge, send <laughs> us another cake. Sh- you bunch of shitheads. Holy shit, Dude, what am I going to do with that? You're going to eat it. I'm going to have a piece of it. It literally looks like the caterpillar. It looks no, like the caterpillar from Hungry Caterpillar. That's fucking humongous. 
That's what she said. I mean, it's is massive. It's like a creature from Bugs Life. It's massive. Let me see. I'll try it. Give this one's it. slightly bigger, so Give we know where that it. one's going, Austin. This episode is brought to you by Field Pulse, the official field service management software provider of The Void. Field Pulse allows you to organize your customers, your employees, your jobs, and your revenue with ease. Field Pulse is the perfect option no matter if you're a business of one or 100, and their plans start at just $99 a month. Check out the link to Field Pulse in the description of this show. <laughs> Austin, I haven't loves had dinner yet. Minus this little. Austin loves to snack. Can this sit out? How long has this been sitting out? It's been in the package the whole time. Reach, reach. That's that's like almost a pound of cinnamon roll. It's actually really good. Is it? Yeah. This might be my dinner. It's like if you had a cinnamon roll, and then you mixed it with a. Frosting that had a pound of sugar in the frosting. <laughs> That's what it tastes like. It's like a cinnamon roll with cake on it. I'm trying to see where this baby is. <laughs> you just stabbing at it. I want to know. I want to know. Please don't be an abortion doctor. <laughs> Your technique is flawed, sir. He came in with a folding table and a rusty knife. I'm just gonna like. Tear. I don't have it. I'm gonna like tear into mine. I don't even know how big it is that we're looking for here. <laughs> Story of your life. Yeah, I, know I think big, it's big. I know how big that is. <laughs> I think it's humongous. It's, it's always the same size. Mitch's Not wife just enough. got up and left and laughed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we found oh you got it. Austin got it. Oh, man. That means you're having a baby. <laughs> he just put it in front of the camera. That means you're having a baby. So that's what that means. That's no. yeah. That's like catching the bouquet at the wedding, right? Yeah. You, now you get to have a baby. Hey, man. Sweet. Mary had one. So now Austin has to provide the next king cake. We Jorge. don't know. Who, we don't know where it's going. Jorge, we gonna fight. Austin's gonna send. Austin has to send Jorge a king cake. Yeah. Boy, that that is a lot of sugar. I told you. (laughs) This is what you. This is what you eat before you go out drinking, or after. After, gotta be after. That's a morning after. Yeah, like you need something to get like light you on fire. That's like a. It's good though. That's like a monster. Um, I like sugar, but man. (laughs) You know what? You know what goes good with some sugar? Some bush light. <laughs> you know, I was a lot of sugar when, like, the unhealthy guy, the producer, is like, "Man, this is a lot of sugar." That's true. Austin, every time I come in here, Austin's eating this thing of Pringles and like eight he, oatmeal cream pies. He raids our pantry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like a neighborhood kid. Man, I was so proud of myself today. I got I got over to Mitch's. So someone left a case of bush light at his house, and I don't like bush light. No, it's left over from. We give those away for Halloween. Yeah, the shittiest beer possible. I get it, so people don't come back to your house. I understand. So I took it upon myself. It's like every time I go over there, I'll drink a couple of them, help them go through them. So this has been since Halloween. So I go down there today when I get get here, and I'm like, oh, Mitch, dude, I'm so proud of myself. Last one. Yes. He goes, no, there's a half a case still on the top of the There's still the other half of the case on top. I was so depressed. Oh. Well. Okay. Now that I've got a good sugar high. Yeah, you're just on this podcast. All you're going to hear is... No. No, I'm done. I mean, for me. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> Turn your mic off. Austin doesn't, <laughs> Austin doesn't talk that much. Anyway. We need a mute button. Yeah, whenever I talk, I'm just like so... Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. So, we've got two mindsets we're going to chat about today. But you guys are both like on you're, a you're on your own for like thirty seconds. No, I, I just caught like a I just caught a piece that was literally all frosting and sugar, and it's all I taste in my mouth. It's good stuff. All right, back to the podcast. All right, okay, I'm back. So, oh man, main topics for today. What do you want to talk about, dude? We are going to talk things, about mindset. You want to talk about mindset, like specifically, like the millionaire mindset, or like just people's mindset in general? Eh. More like generalities? We're going to talk about mindsets to stay away from. <clears throat> okay. I like so that too. We're going to talk about scarcity mindset, and we're going to talk about negative mindsets. Okay. And. They're kind of synonyms, aren't they? Uh, they're similar, but they are different. They and are different. What, what brought that's what this a, on? That's what a synonym is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Walk a cinnamon roll over here. Hey, shut up and eat your cinnamon roll, Austin. <laughs> just shut up and just turn your mic off. Eat your cinnamon roll. Hopefully, one of these isn't expensive. I look up and it's like four hundred dollars for. Oh a shit! Cake. It's uh four seventy five. Four seventy five was delicious. <laughs> so, uh, scarcity mindset is the mindset that believes there is a limited supply of anything, and. Um, one of the biggest keys of scarcity mindset or one of the biggest indicators for a business owner would be, uh, you really kind of have two. One would be another business's success results in your business's failure. Yeah, there's not enough work to go around. Yes. Type of they, mindset. They believe that there is a, a limited amount of work to be had. And so if somebody else is getting work then they're taking that work from you. Um, that's a scarcity mindset. Um, also, another version of the scarcity mindset would be um, outside of business-to-business relationships. Uh, you see this all the time. The news loves to point to stuff like this where they act like there is a limited amount of money in the world and because somebody in the world has a lot of money, somehow they are responsible for you not having any money. Yeah. Um, and, and so like where the news loves to run with that is like, you know, Elon Musk is rich and it's, you know, he, he must not be paying taxes, which means I have to pay more taxes because he's not paying taxes or whatever version of a story they want to run with that. Yeah, which is complete horseshit. It is horseshit. Because, like, the top 5% of the people in the America pay, like, 50% of it's all 85. of the income tax. It's 85. They pay yeah. 85%. The 5% pay. I mean, it's just, it's, oh, federal it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> you know, and, and the news only, like, let's just hit on that for a second. They, they love to hit on, you know, two years where a business didn't pay taxes, but they totally forget to include the year before those two where the business paid millions in taxes or the year after those two where the business paid millions in taxes. You know, yeah. businesses profit ebbs and flows. They may they may not profit for two years and then profit wildly in year three. Well, the news loves to only focus on those two years of no profit. Well, it's because they like to you know, see divisiveness and drama yeah. and try to pit people against them so that people will, you know, clickbait and, 
you know, go to it and read that and, oh, man, oh, this is what's happening. Everyone just loves drama all the time. Drama this, drama that, drama this. Ah, ah, ah. Half of the drama, I think, in this country is just made up crap. Yeah, well, it absolutely That's is. just been seeded into everything for no reason other than to get people to either watch programs or do what other people want them to do. Right. I think it's the, the an actual term for the news. It's not the news anymore. It's entertainment. Just like the NFL. Like just like the yeah, news. it's just a, yeah, yeah. They're trying to get ratings. And they're saying it's news, so you'll listen, but really it's just entertainment. Yeah. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So so that's scarcity mindset, right? Um and and once you recognize scarcity mindset, um well, it's easy it's, to pick it out. It's pretty easy to pick Once it out. Once you've trained there. yourself to, hey, yeah, look for these cues. Oh, I've seen it here, 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 and here. Now I know that. Oh, right. Don't be triggered by this. Right. And and I mean, it happens everywhere. And it's not just business, right? It oh happens, no, it's everywhere. You could be at work, mm-hmm. and somebody else at work. Let's say you're a commission. You're you're on a sales team, and you're you're all commission salesmen. If one person does really well scarcity mindset people will look at that one person and think, oh, they're getting all the good leads. Oh, they're getting all the good jobs. the calls or the good jobs or, you know, whatever, whatever it yeah. is that you're selling, right? That's a scarcity mindset. Whereas an abundance, the opposite of a scarcity mindset is an abundance mindset. Yeah, the, there's enough for everybody mindset. And, and so the abundance mindset would be in that exact same scenario and look at that and go, well, if they're doing it, well, I can too. Well, that's that's glass half empty, glass half full. Kind of. You know, the yeah. same thing. I mean, people just, for some reason, and I, I, I've said this to Mitch before, I wish we could have a psychiatrist on the show, and he told me no, because... He's afraid they tell him he's crazy, yeah. which I believe is 170% true. He's going to lock up Danielle in a closet. But I would, I would like to have someone on where you could ask them those questions. Why is it that people cling to a scarcity mindset instead of an abundance mindset? Because I, it's predictable. Is it, is I'll it, tell you exactly why. Is, is it because it's they've... Like it's predictable. It's like if there's a safe feeling in being like, I know how t- tomorrow's going to go. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make X amount of dollars. Then to say, man, I could... I could get this and this. I could do, you know, who knows how much money I'll make tomorrow. So what do you got? Let me hear it. There's, there's two reasons. One is exactly what Austin was hitting on. It's an easy, it's, it's a predictable, it's a, it's a more standardized mindset to look at limitations and, and, and use those as an excuse on why you're not performing very well. I have a question. Stand, okay. w- when you say standardized mindset, what do you mean there? Uh, we're programmed to have a scarcity mindset. Okay. So by, you think it's by been... By the news, right? By the like, news. By or, the news, or, by or all our, media. Or our parents. Or well, in school, they taught every... you a business like, there's a piece of a pie, and if a business moves in, that means that you, you could possibly only have this much percentage of the business. Yeah. Every, the every Like, almost all stats out there are are based out of a limited supply of anything right so um in business you could say that you know oh it's a it's a billion dollar market you know cell phones are a billion dollar market well a scarcity mindset would look at that and say okay there's only a billion dollars to be had in cell phones so if if somebody is coming into the market and taking up 500 million of it you think there's only 500 million left. There's only 500 million instead left, Instead of right? thinking, how do I grow it to beyond 1 billion? Yeah, instead of thinking maybe that person came into the market and added $500 million to the market. 
you know, now maybe it's a $1.5 billion market. Like that's, that's just how the mindset works. Um, this is very intriguing to me because when I think of it, I think of it as, um, like for me personally, I struggle with, and I shouldn't say I struggle with it, but I think about it a lot. I'm 41, you know, and I'm thinking, oh man, I've only got 45 more years or I've only got 50 more years to 91 or I've got my goal is to make it to 100 for everyone that's listening to the show. Right. But, you know, and, and instead of thinking I have 60 years left, I think I only have... 60 years left or I, instead of uh, the I scarcity mindsets yeah. I only have 60 left yeah but you should be thinking man I have 60 to go right I have so much more time to do what I want right but like in my mind I'm thinking I'm the scarcity mindset right you know in that scenario well so so how do I get around it the, the easy way to get around it is I want to hear let's, this let's the just say you're way. making it no <laughs> this I mean this is really easy the let's <clears> say you're making it to 100 right and you're 40 so the scarcity mindset says, I only have 60 years left. The abundance mindset says, man, imagine what I can do with with 60 years when I have a 40-year head start from, from today on, right? Because everything prior to today, everything you've done in your 40 years up to today, you had nothing. Yeah, you've laid the foundation. You've laid the foundation, right? Yeah. So now, let's just say your life starts over today. You have 40 years of experience on day one. Imagine how much more effective you can be from years 40 to 80, your your second set of 40 years. I, I get that part, but how do you get yourself to think that way? That'd be more of the question. A lot of it Sometimes is, I think of like, oh man, I still have 60 well, to go. Sometimes <laughs> it's like, I'm so tired, I'm like, oh. Well, like, so I think Man, it's just like at sixty to go. I think it's just kind of forcing yourself. Like I, I mean, I admit, I think a couple nights ago I turned thirty, then like this this Thursday, and obviously I'm not His as old as you guys. Was last Thursday? No, no it's coming this, this Thursday. Two days from now. And I, oh, what I, are we doing? We he know, turns. We'll talk about that later. And so what You're I'm really thirty. Yeah, and so what I'm saying is it's obviously hard for me I'm not so bad for you. <laughs> I was in my like forty, but I had like one of those things where you talk about where you wake up at in the middle of the night and you're just like. What have I done? Like, what am I doing? Where, like, yeah. Where's my mark? And so it's like you kind of have those, and you kind of have to be like, well, like, hey, it's like twenty to thirty is just a trial run for me. <laughs> <laughs> so twenty to thirty is getting his feet wet. So yeah, it's right. it's kind of that mindset of being like, because but there is that mindset that sets in, and it's just like it's it can be kind of really daunting. Yeah. You're so, like, dude, like, what have I done? Well, you look at all the you, you look at some seriously successful people in the world, mm-hmm. and they didn't start until their like later adulthood. Yeah. Okay. Like, Ray Kroc didn't fire up McDonald's until he was, like, 50 or 60. Yeah. Um, I get get all that. How do I transform my mindset to get onto the positive side? Every scenario you come across, take a moment and look at it and say, what's the scarcity mindset way to think about this, and what's the abundance mindset way to think about it? And eventually, you do that enough, and you're going to, you're going to realize how many people look at it from the scarcity mindset side of things. Okay, I love you, so I'm going to test you. I think that's a right, the right answer. Right. Like, you have to, we talk about it all the time, you have to take personal inventory, mm-hmm. and you have to take control of your mind to get there, you know? Yep. So that's that's the right answer. 
but man, that's hard to do. It ain't easy. No, it's super it's, hard to do. It's it's or, extremely difficult. I'm literally sitting here thinking, so how am I going to wake up tomorrow and be like, man, I got another 40 to go it's, instead of, man, fuck, mm, I got 40 more I'm, to go. I'm, I'm bad at with time. I'm just like, I only have an hour left before I have to do X, Y. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it, it, I don't have enough time thing. to do the whole thing, so I might as well just not do it. Like, I'm really bad about that. <laughs> <laughs> Said the guy in charge of putting our shit together in yeah. a timely fashion. I'm not talking about work. <laughs> I'm not talking about work. I'm just saying, like, with sure anything, like, whether it's tours, you're just like, well... I have to leave for this. Just like, am I able to fit dishes or vacuuming in? I'm just like, well, it's gonna, you know. So one of the one of the big Dave's reasons. looking at me. No, I'm just I'm thinking. That's all. <laughs> yeah. One, it's of, very one of the big reasons the scarcity mindset is so prevalent is because it's easy. Um, yeah. It, it gives you an excuse. Is what it gives you. So yeah, it's a in, built-in excuse. In this scenario, let's say you're on a sales team and one guy does really really well. The easy excuse is to say he got lucky or he had better opportunities than I had or he had more opportunities than I had or whatever. That's the easy way to do it. And and naturally, everybody gravitates towards easy, so they go towards the scarcity mindset. Whereas the abundance mindset would examine that high performer's performance a little bit and realize that like probably one of two things have happened. It was probably one really good job or one really good sale, okay? So it wasn't he had better opportunities, right? He hit a home run on one of them. Or he did slightly better on all of them, and it added up to a big difference in the end. Yeah, he did 5% better than you on every job. On every job. But at the end of the year. By the end of the period, it was a lot, right? And so... Um, you could you could easily like you can see this in the NFL all over the place. As many stats as they track in the NFL, it's almost annoying how many stats they track. But with as many stats as they track, you go back up and look, and even when some guys got crazy stats that are like far and away better than everybody else, when you break it down to per game, it's just a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better per game. But then at the end of the season, it's like holy cow, he's you know, a thousand yards ahead of the next guy or, or 20 passes or 20 receptions ahead of the next guy or whatever. But when you break it down, okay, he's, he's 20 touchdowns ahead of the next guy is really only like an extra touchdown and a half ahead on each game. Well, and that's, you know, that kind of gets to the fine line between good and excellent. Yeah. You know, we talk about it on this show all the time. Sometimes it's not, a big deal. It's the small effort that you're putting in on a daily basis. Yeah. That doesn't make you great that day. Right. But by the end of the year, you've had a great year. Right. You know right. what I mean? It's those small. We talk about it all the time. It's the small steps that you have to take to get to greatness. It's not one big leap. You know that's that's part of the process that we lay out in the first nine episodes. Um, you know, it's it's one small step here, and it's one small step here, and it's one small step here, and it's one small step here. And instead of having to bog down your life 
for seven months to get there, you just got to do a little bit and you got to stay focused and you got to do a little bit and stay focused. And then before you know it, you've laid the foundation to be great the next year. Right. You know, it's not an overnight success. What we talk about all the time, the people that are millionaires and the people that have made all this money, they didn't just wake up one day and have a multi-million dollar plumbing company. Right. No, you didn't hear about them for the first five years because they were laying the foundation. They were taking the little steps that it took to get to excellent. Yeah. You know, Travis Kelsey is going to be the greatest tight end of all time. The first five, six years of his career, he had Alex Smith as a quarterback, and no one talked about him outside of Kansas City and this place and that place. Well, guess what? Now he's a bad motherfucker. Right. You know, he's the best. He's going to be the best to ever play the game. It didn't happen over a four-year Span. It and, happened over a 15-year span. And only part of it was the quarterback, right? Alex Smith was no slouch. Travis Kelsey was a hothead. Yeah. Like, yeah, he would he would yeah. get himself in trouble a ton, right? Yeah, so, especially those first four years. Yeah, some years. of it was his environment. Some of it was him. Yeah. And you combine a, a bad environment and a bad personality or a bad attitude, and you're not going to perform well, right? So... Um, but he was still laying that groundwork. Yep. He was still working towards it every day. Right. Right. So the the other big reason that scarcity mindset is so prevalent is our parents. Um and and if you're a parent listening to this show, audit yourself right now and determine are you instilling a scarcity mindset or an abundance mindset in your kids? Because I can speak from experience. I just spent five days on a ski trip with my wife's family. And you want to talk about a, an entire group of scarcity mindset. And it all comes from the parents. So um, Danielle's dad and stepmom have a very, very big scarcity mindset. They've got a negative mindset. And you could like literally watch it matriculate through all of the kids and all of the siblings and all of the everybody this entire week. It was it was nuts to watch. Scary to watch. Yeah. So like we're Do you let me ask you I I hope you don't lose your, lose your train of thought there. When you see that and then you see your wife does she do that with your kids now? Yeah. Does she? Yeah. And and it's like and that's why I'm saying if you're a parent listening to this show, audit yourself right now. Because, like, her parents half ruined her mindset. She sees the other side of it with me. Like, I'm the opposite, right? Yeah. So she sees that side. She has a hard time coming to that side because... It's ingrained in her. It's ingrained in her. Her entire upbringing was scarcity mindset and negative mindset, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's hard coming around. Which is why she was worried... When you guys first started the business. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, how are we going to make it? Yeah. You know, how are we going to get there? How is the money going to be there? Right. All those questions and those doubts. It really, you know, it, it creates a lot of doubt. It does. You know? It's it just does. like built in. So, like, let, let me give you some prime examples of scarcity mindset versus abundance mindset. Um, and, and negative mindset versus positive. Um, we... Saturday, we all quit skiing a little early because the Chiefs game was coming on. And so they all start watching the Chiefs game. I'm watching the beginning of it, and I'm trying to take a shower at the same time. And so I got the TV in my room, like, cranked way up. 
And right about the time I get stayed in my room, I wanted to, (laughs) I wanted to just watch my game in peace. So right about the time that I'm getting ready to walk down to their room, um, Mahomes got injured. He, he had that defender laying on his ankle and kind of roll his ankle, right? Yeah, roll his ankle up. So I see that in my mind is immediately like, okay, that stinks. He might come out for a couple of plays, but it's okay because Chad Henney's no slouch when, when he needs to be. He's been a fucking stud. Yeah. And, yeah. and so my, my mind show, immediately yeah. is like, just, you know, take inventory of what's going on. Yeah. Go get it's the Jaguars. Out, Mine was, it's the Jaguars. We'll be fine. Right. So anyway, <clears throat> like that happened. And I, I walked out of our room and walked into their room. I walk into their room and there's three people from that family that are all saying chief season's over. Mahomes season's over. He might've just ended his career. <laughs> and I mean, they're literally <laughs> taking it worst case scenario. Like, they're taking it so far that they've already lost the game. Like, this just happened 45 seconds ago. And and in their mind, they've already lost the game. Mahomes' career, his season's over. His his career might be over. Like, they're they're taking it all the way that far. And and I'm like, nah, he'll he'll probably be back. Like, yeah, he's gonna go get checked out. They're gonna like it's Mahomes. They're gonna make sure he's good. Right? Yeah. They're probably gonna send him off to get x rays, but it'll be fine. And like, that's just one example of scarcity mindset versus abundance mindset. Here's another example and real life examples from this weekend. And this is, this is all centering. You can always, you can always tell when Mitch had a tough go. Cause it's like on the podcast, we're hashing it out. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause I, like, I messaged him, nerve in his mind, you I know, like him several times. Like how, Hey, I was Debbie. Yeah. Like, no response. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, I'm going to get a big one on the podcast. Yeah. It's uh, part of why I love this podcast is I get to talk mm, about, yeah, you talk about whatever the fuck you want. All, yeah. So, um, <laughs> we, we leave to go out there and they were calling for some pretty rough weather on the way out there. Well, which they um, always are this time of year. They're like, hey, they're always yeah. Mountain effects, snow. It's just it can happen. So pass um, is gonna be covered. Scarcity mindset, negative mindset. Um, Danielle's stepmom. Uh, whatever weather app she uses, I have no clue which one it is, but she has found like the most extreme and most exaggerated weather app ever. Um, like. Their, her weather app was showing that we were going to be getting, like we were going to be driving into eight inches of snow into Hayes, Kansas. My weather app shows like light sprinkles. Okay. <laughs> not, even, not even snow. A wintery mix. And so <laughs> we get into Hayes, Kansas and it's not even raining. We wake up the next morning and it's not even raining. Right. I love Hayes, Kansas, and, by the way. And so, you know, she was convinced that like we're going to get stuck in Hayes, Kansas. Okay. So then <laughs> we start driving through Western Kansas in Eastern Colorado. And yes, there was weather, there was snow. My app was saying they were going to get like one to, or like two to four inches of snow. Debbie's weather app was saying they're going to get eight to 12 inches of snow. It ended up being two to four. You would think okay? that after the first time it says eight inches in haze and then you get there and there's nothing. You're like, man, mate, my weather app fucking sucks. And you're well, driving to Colorado, like it's supposed to snow in <laughs> Yeah. But but that's that's how powerful scarcity and negative mindset is. Scarcity and negative mindset seeks out negativity. Yeah. It seeks out drama and it seeks out negativity. So she ignores the fact that her weather app has let her down literally every single time. 
she she actually enjoys being scared shitless by her weather app. That's just yeah, she feeds on that drama. Yeah, and so um, so then do they listen as, to this show? Oh, no. I'm sure not. That doesn't matter. Not that I they, care. They need it. Well, I'm yeah. not the one that they need it. <laughs> so, listen to it. So then, as we're leaving Hayes, Kansas. Everybody, like, I mean, if you've got teenagers, you know, my kid forgets to pack shirts. <laughs> he's, he's going Stop. to get dressed on which, day two of this trip. Which, which kid? The oldest, Mason. Yeah, of, course, of course it's Mason. Yep. That kid. So we're, we're going to get dressed for day two of this trip, and he's like, uh, I don't have any shirts. <laughs> so, so we had to go to Walmart and buy him some T-shirts so he had something to wear. That's exactly how he sounds, too. he had too. his PlayStation, though. Yeah. No, no, he left all that at all. I forgot my shirts. So, so we go into Walmart, right? And everybody else is like, well, you know, we might as well go in, too. Okay. Well, I'm I'm not walking around Walmart with. No, you're going in. You got a purpose. I'm not even going in. Oh, you're like send the boy in with oh, Danielle. Okay. Go Get find some shirts, shirts, right? Come back out. Everybody comes out with tire chains. <laughs> Your wife too? Yes. Oh man. So the mother-in-law convinced, I guess a stepmother-in-law convinced everybody in the group we need tire <laughs> chains. It's the law. I love where this is so going. So she she found some excerpts on like Colorado does have traction locks, right? Yeah, but if but, you have all weather tires and you're in a passenger vehicle, you're fine. Yeah, like their traction law for passenger vehicles is all weather tires with like a certain amount of tread, yeah, or four wheel drive or all wheel drive or yeah. you know whatever the case may be. Yeah. Right? Chains are only required for semi trucks. Commercial vehicles yeah. try require chains. Well, D- in her scarcity negative mindset, she's sending very very tailored screenshots of their traction law and it's like like did, you can literally see the line above it saying commercial vehicles did like you, you did you say anything no gosh you're such a because i wanted to enjoy the trip instead of get into a fight on day two right yeah. so i would have gave them to her and been like i want my money for these so thanks for screwing me at a hundred dollars well i've got 35 inch tires on my truck mm-hmm they don't make chains for 35-inch tires at Walmart. They, and, they do, but yeah, not, not at Walmart. A, and no, you're not, not going to have, a, like, if the weather's bad enough, you're not going to have a cop pulling you over. Be like, your tread's, uh... Well, yeah, so, so I let well, her know... You only know, get one if, you like, something happens and you can yeah, get ditched. That's yeah, the I only thing. I let everybody know, like, for one, they only... Like, this is an added ticket law, is what it is. If you yeah. get into an accident and you're in violation of that, they add that ticket to... Yeah. Whatever, right? Mm. Yeah. But, also, let's just be 100% honest... I'm not driving over a mountain pass if chains are required. You're yeah. not going to make it. Like, Actually, your truck would probably make it. I, I, like, my truck I would probably, probably make it. I could probably make it. I'm not going to risk my family being in the mountain pass if yeah. we had to have chains to make it over the pass. I'll give up a day. I'll stay in the hotel. I'll find somewhere to stay, I and will, I'll let them clear the snow. I will say that... I'm taking him over the pass. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. man, fuck it, let's go. And so, as soon as as soon as Daniel got we'll in the sleep car, in the truck and no, we get straight. Just tell Debbie, be like, Debbie, okay, you put him on my tires then. Yeah, as soon as Danielle got in the car, I'm like, keep that receipt because those are going back as soon as we get home. Yeah, like, it ain't. And she probably not knew. even. Oh yeah, yeah, she knew. And and Danielle will flat say she didn't want to be the only one in the family not buying them. Right? You know, which is so weird to me because your wife is extremely confrontational and extremely. Yeah. It's just going to be my way. I don't care. F you. We're, you yeah. know, and then when it's her dad and her stepmom, okay. It's like, yeah. it's like complete. Heel. No, she's like, 
Jekyll and Hyde. That is the power of parents over their kids. That that's and that's yeah, why I, that's my I'll, point. I'll stress again for the third time: if you're a parent, audit yourself right now on what kind of mindset you're instilling in your kids. Right? Yeah. So uh, we we did end up running into weather. Um, not chain weather. Not chain weather. But traffic down to 20 miles an hour on I-70, one lane, single file. In the mountains? No. Like western Kansas, eastern Colorado, flats. Um, I'm more confident driving in the snow than they are. Again, a lot of it's mindset. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so... uh, I like to get in the truck. Very quickly, I put about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour of distance on them. Yeah, you're just going. I'm just going, right? Yeah. In my mind, I'm thinking, like, the whole reason we left early was to get there early so we could get all of our skis rented and everything else. So, like, I'm I'm just driving at, I mean, I'm driving at my comfort level, but I'm driving faster than everybody else. And I'm not taking risky chances or anything else. I'm just... You're just driving. Yeah. And I'm okay with the truck moving around a little bit underneath me. Like, it's, yeah. it's just like driving. Like 10, 10 under or something. I, yeah, I, uh, I mean, there were times where I was going 50 or 60. There were times where I was going, like, 20. Mm-hmm. It, it, the weather, you know, changed. Yeah. But... I like um, to feel a little bit of... Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So Takes me back. We, we come up, we're going up a hill, and we're almost near the top of this hill, and, and we're still in eastern Colorado, and uh, there's a jackknife semi on the oncoming lane. He had slid off the road and caused quite a pileup, or not a pileup, but like caused quite a mess, right? And like I say, we were near the top of a hill. Well, it was snowing really hard. We crest the hill, and just on the other side of the crest of the hill, no. Two semis side by side coming down I-70, and both of them are going 60 miles an hour in the oncoming lanes. Yeah. Okay? I mentioned to Danielle because I looked in the rearview mirror, and I could not see that jackknife semi. It was oh, snowing so hard. Trouble. And I told her, I'm like, there is going to be a massive pileup right there. There's no way those two semis are stopping in time. Sure enough, here comes our crew, the other, the other cars in our crew, 45 minutes later, and they were sending us videos of it. 35 semi pile up on I-70 yeah. happened you know right then. What's weird, though, is usually they those guys have their CVs on, mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, jackknife, I jackknifed, you I'm right think. here, I'm at mile marker, whatever, X, Y, Z, you know. Yeah. yeah. Just racking up time. I'm on the clock. I mean, yeah. there, there were times it was snowing so hard that, you know, a semi-trailer's 53 feet long. I don't know how, the, how long the cab is. Let's say it's 20 feet. So maybe call it 75 feet from, like, tip to tail on a semi. Yeah. There were times it was snowing so hard where I would be at the back of a semi-trailer and I could not see the front of the cab. Like it's it snowing was, pretty hard. It was snowing hard, right? Um, and so uh, they end up closing the highway. After we went through, they do end up closing Behind the highway. Behind you. Behind us, right? Yeah. So, oh, again... Oh, man, and out there in where you're at, they'll shut... They have... Yeah, they'll, they'll Told, put guards down yeah, across the highway and, then, and make you get off. And every, literally at every exit, there are hotels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At every exit. Yep, and those hotels are just waiting for them to yeah, close oh, the yeah. highway. And when they close it, that price goes from thirty nine ninety five a month to a night to 100 yeah. yeah. So anyway, we're we're on day three of this ski trip. Like, and you we're haven't watching got there the Chiefs yet. game. Oh, no, we're back to the... Yeah. Okay. We're watching the Chiefs game and Danielle's dad. I-70 still closed. Don't know how we're going to get home. I'm like, dude, that was three days ago. Yeah. There's no way it's still closed. He goes, nope, there's no way. It's open. (laughs) 
He goes, you didn't see that wreck. I'm like, I saw all the videos you guys sent me. I saw it. He yeah. goes, I drove through that. No way it's open, right? So just to prove him wrong, go to Google. They open it up like three hours later. Mm. Yeah. Right? So then, but he, but ironically, panicked about it. they open it up three hours later. Another storm came through. They closed it the day before that that we were talking. They closed it for another six hours. And then reopened it again. I'm like, it's been closed and opened and closed like twice yeah. since then. Yeah. So, but again, that, like he plants that seed in front of the entire family. And now the entire family's worried. How are we going to get home? Where are we going to go? What are we going to do? Like our reservations are only good through tonight here. And, yeah. all, and I'm like, stop. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know what it's, happens? It's with, more scarcity with, mindset. When and, something like that happens to me, I'm like, man. I get two more days of vacation. Yeah. Like, I'm hoping it's close. You know, yeah. I'm like, I'm sure we can get a couple nights somewhere with a hot tub, you know, some pizza. Right. Well, I a few see... beers. Go hit up the uh, recreational pot stores and breakfast. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, for two days, I don't have to do shit. Right. Like, I'm trying to get there. Yeah. Like, that. that is just how that mindset works is, is they... They think worst case scenario. They they find data to help, like prove their worst case scenario thoughts with their weather apps and everything else, right? Yeah. Um. And and I mean it, it literally it transcends across generations. Um. Danielle's sister was having a panic attack driving on the way out there. Um. Danielle was not. She wasn't having a panic attack, but she was not all that easy driving out there. And, and she was flat out telling me, she's like, I don't know why I'm having such bad anxiety. I know you're a good driver in the snow. I know you would never do anything to hurt our family. But something about my family being back there has just got me all freaked out. And like, it's just. You should have looked at her and been like, take a couple of gummies and shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take a nap. That, It'll be okay. That is how dangerous that kind of mindset would be. Like, so it permeates your whole life. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That's just, it, it becomes who you are. Right. You know, you're just scared of everything. Yeah. That's basically what, basically what happens is you're just scared of everything. Yeah. You're afraid to be successful. You're pre- you're afraid to, oh man, if this doesn't work, we're going to be homeless. Or, oh, we're, you know, if this happens, well, oh, and then you when know, somebody, I can't go back to my job. If I, you know, it's just, it's unbelievable the grip it takes on people. And and then when somebody proves them wrong. Oh, and, they're mad. And, and not, not them, like my wife's family. I'm saying somebody with a scarcity or oh, yeah. abundance, uh, they're mad, a negative dude. mindset. Or they they'll, use an excuse. Oh well. They'll they'll either they'll use the excuse of oh they got lucky, or they'll talk about how foolish that was. Mm-hmm. They could have lost everything. Like they yeah. still can't come to grips with the fact that it's their own mindset holding them back. No. Um, there was a, you know another incident on this on this same trip. I like skiing in the upper elevations. I like skiing blacks. I like skiing moguls. I like skiing the bulls and all this stuff. And so day one, I kind of hung out with the rest of the family and skied with my boys. Get your legs under you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Day two, I took off to the upper elevations. And, um, you know, it's not like I abandoned my kids. Like, my kids Mm. are totally fine skiing on their own. Very independent. You're like, I want to be able to not breathe. For the record, Mitch and I. We used to go, well, I don't know, we went two or three years in a row. Yeah. And we would basically try to kill each other. Yeah. Mm. Like, okay, look, what's the most treed, fast run we can go on? Yeah. Let's like, go let's, find the uh, difficult shit. Let's see shit if we go. can, you know, test the insurance. You're yeah. so like, high up see, and you're just like... <laughs> let's see how fast we can get through this tree line before we get to the bottom. Yeah. yeah. 
And so, you know, I... Uh, God, we, I miss gotta, skiing. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I didn't even get fucking asked. Hey, dude, you have, go? Dude, have you ever, like, bailed on skis year? and they didn't come off your yeah. boots? Huh? I snowboard. I don't have no idea. Oh, okay, yeah. Dude, Skiing's man. for... F- so... I almost said a bad word there. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... I text so they had this group message going, which oh my god, like I hate group as texts. As soon as they included me in the group hate, text, if, if I'm like, more, kill me now. If there is more than three people, I will block it. Yeah, because it's just it, dude, the phone's going off every five seconds. We had fourteen people in our group, and I think I'm out. Eight or nine of the people. Let's see, eight of the people in the group had cell phones. The other the other six were like kids with no phones. So. Uh, no, nine. Nine people in the group. Nine of 14 wow. had cell phones. So there was nine people in this group text. Too many. Oh, oh my God. God. It's eight too many. Well, <laughs> I text the group and say, I'm going up to to the top of peak eight. I'm going to go ski the bowl, baby. Able. I mean, Breckenridge has three. Don't they have three or they have four? Uh, I got a lot now. But I'm, I met with, Warner Park has three. like, I, I can't oh, remember. you need to be safe. Oh, are you prepared for that? Oh, did you dress warm enough? Do you have like I'm my, not going out for a war. my stepmom? <laughs> right, they're dressing up like David and Goliath, like in the really heavy armor and the big sword. Danielle's stepmom was like saying that I needed to have like an avalanche beacon, as if I'm like skiing in the backcountry or like hella skiing. Yeah, and, and and then she wanted me to have this vest that like is supposed to inflate if you're caught in an avalanche and like so you can breathe. Get no, out. no, like so it floats you to the top of the snow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And and so I'm like, no, I'm just gonna ride the ski lifts up there and ski. Like, like a normal person. Like like, a, like everybody like a else sane that's up there. American. Right? And so I go up there and they like you can take a ski lift up almost to the peak and then you can hike the rest of the way, right? Well I wanted to hike the rest of the way. I wanted the view from the peak. Well, Day one, the winds were too high. Dude, it's it was so clear. windy when you're up that high. When you yeah. get up to 10, oh. 11, 12, 13, it's, the wind's blowing so hard you can't see shit. Yeah, so like the, the ski lift, uh, it's the highest ski lift in North America. Um, it takes you to 12,840 feet. That is so high. Yeah. For skiing. Um, and, and then you can hike another 160 feet in vertical elevation and get right to 13,000 feet. No, thanks. And so, I just don't want to climb. You know, no, you just, I mean, I got a lot of shit going on. I'm not, uh, I need the extra so, 100 feet. So day one, now this is a four-person super chair lift, okay? Yeah. Like, they're moving people up there yeah. in, in volumes. Yeah, they're doing 40 miles an hour. And, and so I ride the lift up day a couple of times day one. They never did open the hiking because they were it was too windy and they were trying to blow some yeah. like, loose avalanche snow out and stuff like that. When it's blowing like that, that avalanche snow gets drifted over and it's like a freaking wave yep. just waiting to go. Yep. And <clears> so <throat> um, I, I end up coming back to the cabin for lunch on day two. And, um, you know, I'm just bombarded with questions. Were, were you alone? Like... How dangerous! Like, I'm like me and 300 other people were up there today. Like, yeah, like there's it, this is not as I made eight friends, <laughs> two new clients. Yeah. You know we had beers on the way down. <laughs> like it was fine. Yeah, okay, it was like fine. Taking his vitals. Like let yeah. me take your vitals. And so I never did get a chance to hike to the top. Day three, I go up there. Now clouds had moved in, but it wasn't windy, and they That's ended perfect. up. They opened it up on the top, right? So I text everybody that I'm hiking up to the top. 
And uh, man, that's a heck of a workout. You know, hiking at fourteen or thirteen thousand feet. Hiking in snow, mm-hmm. carrying your skis or snowboard, yep. an extra hundred feet is uh, it's brutal. Yeah, hundred and sixty feet straight up. You don't so. realize you can sweat that much in the cold yep. mm-hmm. when you are starved for oxygen. Yeah. It's like when you're starved for oxygen, your body, you just start sweating. Yeah. Because it's in panic mode. It's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? So Stop. So Please I, stop. Just I, go away. Just yeah. stop it. I get up to the top. I take, you know, selfie video, just kind of explaining everything. I take a couple of pictures. Ten minutes of I rest. I text into the group. Yeah, I'm catching my breath. Yeah, you got to rest when you're He's up on there. His, He's on his back. And then, That's what I'd be doing. <laughs> just sucking wind, man. The Like what you were I'm talking so about, the shape. little wave of snow that curls over the yeah, top. Yeah, it's um, so awesome. If you can get close to where they are, it's it's pretty cool. Well, that, that was at the top there. Yeah. And it's uh, it was like four to six feet tall. Cool. Um, and so... Not crazy big. Um, like to, to drop into the bowl... Like you're literally like it starts out by just jumping off a four to six foot yeah. snow cliff, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I jump off the snow cliff and and ski down and everything else. Snow was was it soft? Or was it pr- icy? Yeah, was it, it was a little was it? crusty. Yeah, it's always it got, a little crusty. Up there. You yeah. just hear crackling of like a mile deck. No, no. it's not like Ice Age. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you know, I, everyone always talks about. This is a little off topic. They want to hit the powder, mm-hmm. you know, when a fresh snow goes in. And the bowls are where to do that, but the top bowls are never like that. Yeah. You always want to be like at all in the middle out. of the first bowl or down lower or in the trees. Yeah. Because people that don't go in, a lot of people don't go in the trees, there's powder there. Yeah. Like that's, that's where you, where you be. get the powder. Oh, man. There's yep. nothing better than that. Oh. And so, yeah, I come down. I'm jonesing so hard right now. <laughs> I, I come down after doing all that, and I met with more, you know, like, don't you th- didn't you risk it enough yesterday? Why were you going back up there today? Like, that was so dangerous. And, Mitch is know, way too passive aggressive. Yeah. Like, and, he's always been that way, but I'm usually like, no, if what that the was, fuck is a, yeah. I'm fine. Mind your own fucking business. I'm like, here, look at this video. You see the 50 other people standing on the with top me? with me? I See, I'd have been like, Mason. Let's oh, go, dude. No, I did. Yeah, yeah I didn't took it. I've been like, let's go, man. Day let's two, go. I took Mason to the top of the ski lift. So he went nice. to the 12840 or whatever it Is was. Is he a pretty good skier? Yeah. yeah. How's Grant? Oh, they're both good. Yeah, good. Yeah. Nice. See, like, for me, I would get up there and just turn my phone off and be like, <sighs> Yeah. <silence."> nice. <laughs> yeah. I thought about playing jokes on him and saying, like, send help. I don't know where I am. <laughs> <laughs> just to freak him out. Like, misspell, misspell words. You know, get some yeah. ketchup. I think I have oxygen deprivation. Yeah. Leave a bunch of letters out. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, take a video yourself. Like, guys, please help sandwich. I, uh, um, French, uh, lost. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you get down there, be like, no, I was just telling you I was eating lunch on the mountain and I didn't <laughs> know where you guys were. Voice to text. It got it all screwed dude, up. Yeah. Opening your mouth, like skiing down the <laughs> Never dude, open your mouth skiing. Dude, just draw your mouth out. It's it a lot of fun. It is a lot it of fun. It's a whole lot of fun. I love skiing. But. Like you could, you could literally watch it. And so like night three, we were going out to dinner and like dinner there's weird because you're, you're trying to get reservations places, but nobody will do reservations. They want your entire party there and waiting. Yeah, because they are trying to get people in and out yeah, as efficiently as possible. Yeah. And so what we started doing night, we, we did this night two and night three, um, two or three people would leave and go put our name in. Yeah. And then the other people would show up. Like, we'd put our name in, and the, the restaurant would tell us, like, okay, for a party of 14, it's going to be a 45-minute wait. Okay, cool. Well, yeah. we'd have everybody else show up in 30 minutes. Yeah. And so that just kind of made things a little bit easier. And so um, uh, Daniel's brother-in-law, 
and myself, we rode out to make our reservations on night three. And I was talking with him. I'm like, holy cow. He's a, he's a small business owner in Columbia. He's got like a cabinet and trim shop and does oh, a nice. lot of like nice woodworking stuff and everything else. And, <clears throat> and I was talking to him like, holy cow. Like this is such a freaking like mental cultural experience here to see just how bad their negativity has permeated through all of the kids. And and he was in a total agreement with it. He's like, he, yeah. He's he like, was, he look at you and go, fuck you, bro. I'm living well, it. So <laughs> I live here. I know. <laughs> he's got he's got a brand new like 22 or 23 GMC Yukon. Nice. And he was like, you think I was gonna ever gonna put tire chains on my fucking Yukon? Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> like, you know, that's just it's just how that is. But it's if if it weren't for the guys the outsider guys in this family of girls, like these girls would be screwed because they would, they would still have this negative mindset just ingrained in them. And and it, it still carries on even to like right now today, their, their group text is still going. And now like this, the, another scarcity thing or negative thing that they always freak out about in this family is sickness. If you've been sick in the last three weeks, you're not allowed to be around the family. You're going to you kill everyone. You might still be sick. And <clears> then <throat> after every family, like this caused a hey, giant fight. In, in you know what? That's a good way to get out of shit, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was sick two weeks ago. Yep. I'll be there. No, you can't be nope, here. Are you nope. sure? You but should I want probably to. stay home. I want to be there so oh, bad. Oh, man, I want to go. <laughs> yep. So, I'd be sick all the time. Yeah. So, like, last night, somebody texted in the group chat that they're not feeling well and they're throwing up. So, everybody, watch your symptoms. It's been a week. They like, got to, like, cross-check all the restaurants and, like, all these points of data. Yeah. <laughs> you go over to Debbie's well, house and she has, like, pins and, like, a big, like, big board and, like, and, pictures of restaurants. And then today... Debbie texts that Daniel's dad. No, he's not feeling well. He's got aches and fever. Like some somebody got something and spread it in the group. Yeah, someone did. It's probably from fucking Walmart buying tire chains. If, like, <laughs> if you got it from anywhere, <laughs> like I'm just saying, yeah. I, don't, I don't think you got sick by the pine tree on mm. the the blue slope on the edge of a mountain. Well, there and, was a guy there coughing. Yeah, and we were we were two feet from him. Yeah, like. <laughs> So you buy him like passive aggressive gifts for Christmas, like buy him like safety vests and like tire chains. Yeah. Let me God. ask you a question: When does there come a point where you got to start saying shit? Yeah, I'm yeah, talking about I'm talking about you and no, this yeah. and this other cat. Yeah. Like literally day two, don't you got to be like guys? Fucking knock it off. Oh, I, I mentioned, I'm like, you guys are all worried about tire chains. I'm I'm not driving over a mountain if it requires tire chains. No, well, we're I, only no, buying them no, to no, be no, legal. No, no, no. That's not what I mean. I mean, do you say, hey, look, you're all scared of nothing? Fucking knock it off. Oh. Like, when in your life do you get to the point where you're like, I have to say this? So... In that family, you can't do that because they Why? are so dead set on their way. Oh, I'm testing them now. Yeah. What do you mean? Why, Dave's why like not? What's gonna happen? What is going to happen? It'll cause a giant fight and banishment from the family, which isn't all that bad. I was going to say, what are you <laughs> fucking complaining about? Yeah. Um, so, like, on the sickness thing, this was uh, when our <clears> kids were, like, one and three. You mean when they're sick every week? Yeah, when they're sick every week, yeah, right? it seems like. So um, we went to like a Thanksgiving <clears throat> or something like that. And so this was 10 years ago. We went to like a Thanksgiving. And then that night, Mason got sick and ended up having the flu. And 
again, this family loves their group text. This was a different group text from 10 years ago. So Danielle's texting the group because that's what you have to do in this family is let everybody know when somebody's sick. And so she's like, hey, we just got home. Mason said he's sick. Took him to urgent care. He's got the flu. Why in the world did you bring him to the family? Don't you know grandma and grandpa are there and they could you could have gotten them crazy sick and you, you should have just stayed home. And like it created this massive, massive fight. And I mean, like, like there's still resentment today from how big this fight got. And so what it comes down to. You motherfuckers got problems. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like it's one of those things like to us as, as Dave and I as outsiders just as an outsider. Yeah. Like, it always looks so strange. Yeah. Yeah. From the outside. Like, so my first thing, I'm not saying anything about you, but like my first thing is like I would be calling her dad and I'd be like, hey, and I know he's a big dude. Mm-hmm. I'd yeah. be he used to be. Well, I mean, yeah, he's taller than me, but... But I'd be like, hey, dude, you gotta... F- stop it. Yeah. You gotta fucking be the man of this family and knock this shit off. Yeah. Like, that's what, I, that would be my first call. Yeah. And if it if it created some kind of huge catastrophe, never saw anyone again, I would have at least said my piece. That phone call has happened. Well, you get... And they bit- still just keep doing it? Well, you gotta think of it like this. Uh, you cannot change an adult. There it is. You can't change an adult. They have to change themselves. They have to change themselves. We've talked about it. And so... You still have to say stuff, though. Yeah. You have to stand... Like, I have to stand up for my manhood, and I have to stand up for my family. I was going to say, it's your job to stand up for your... I I almost said girls, because I have... You you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Your kids and your wife. It's your job to be like, this is... I have to do this. Yeah. And and so you I'm know, setting that was, a new tone. That was here eight or ten years ago when all that you know when things spoiled out that far out of control. But now it becomes one of those things where you just have to you just have to accept that like like well for one whenever we go out there I don't stay the night there anymore. They, they live ninety miles from here. Yeah. Um, they got a farm. <clears throat> Mason will go out there and farm with them. And we like Mason. Like I've he I've, goes out there for like a week, doesn't he? At he's, a time he's, he's, he's in the been, summer, he spent six weeks of this last summer out there. <laughs> he loves it. But he and I'll text all the time, and he and I'll talk all the time. And he like I've trained Mason to spot the negativity and the scarcity. Yeah, and so don't get thrown up in it. Yeah, and, and sucked so, up in like it. he'll he'll be texting me like, oh my gosh, you should hear the the stuff today. Like it becomes something where you have to kind of turn a blind eye to because you realize they're never going to change. And so you just have to prepare yourself. Yeah. In five days with them in a row. Holy shit. Like it is quite the drain, especially for somebody like me who is so positive and so abundance mindset. Yeah. To be around, like to be literally immersed into scarcity mindset and negativity. Like even for me, like I'm more of a, I would I would call myself neutral. Like I try to see everything and yeah. then make a decision and Mitch is just always everything's gonna work out. Yeah. You know, and it drives me a little crazy sometimes. Yeah. Like, oh man, how what is his deal? How did he not see that? Well like for <laughs> my know, point. No, but I just you know, I'm just I try to always stay balanced and in the middle. I don't know what kind of mindset that is. It might be mentally challenged. I, I'm not 100% <laughs> sure. I'll, I'll go with but, that one. I mean, I, it could be. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Well, just, I feel like you waste a whole, like if you're negative the whole trip to Colorado, it's like, man, like, I wasted a whole week 
You know, some people they only go, they only go on vacation once a but year. It's, but no. to them, it's not a waste because that's just how they are all the time. Uh, well, and you're when you're of I mean? that mindset, you're always thinking about how much worse it could have been. Oh yeah. And so even though you're limiting your own experience mm. by your negative <laughs> mindset. In your own mind, you had a great experience because you've already thought about how much worse it could have been. At least we didn't get stranded on I-70. At least we didn't die in an avalanche. (laughs) You know, like that's just how that mindset where it's it's the wildest thing ever to, to experience. Well, sometimes like that, those sort of things can make like vacations like unique and like fun. Like for us, like we had... We had to drive where we drove back in that last snowstorm from Mississippi. Mm-hmm. It got so crazy snow that we had to stop and get a hotel, and that was like the cool, like one of the coolest parts about the trip. Is yeah, it was like it was a like bonus. It was like spontaneous. A, it was like a, a bonus. Yeah. 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 And, and so yeah, I'm I'm looking at it like, well, if they do shut I-70 down, this is just going to add to the story, you know. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, they're going, they're going to shut it down any minute. I don't know what we're going to do for a hotel. I don't know what we're. I don't know how we're going to live through the night. Yeah. Like and, if that if that happens to me, the first thing I'm doing is I'm. Googling hotels and then I'm Googling liquor stores and I'm trying to make sure I make it to one of those exits. You know, I'm like, okay, they sell beer at that. Okay, I can get to that one. They have a restaurant there. Right. We got to at least get to this one. We can sleep in booth four. Yes, we have, we have got to get to this one. Yeah. Because yeah. then, like, whenever stuff like that happens, then all the the planning logistics just kind of go out the window for like that point in time. Allows it to be free yeah, and, and you're have like, fun. Hey, yeah, right? let's just yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and some of it, like, you can't control it, right? Mm. You can't control Mother Nature. You can't control the highway patrol if they decide they want to shut things down. Mm. So it's it's no different. So, like, day two when I tried to go up to the tip-top peak of the mountain, mm. um, they had it closed, right? Well, I knew they, it was closed from wind because the snow was changing shape every 30 minutes up there. Mm. So they couldn't <clears throat> predict yeah. that, right? The rest of the family, that's because it's too safe to be up, or it's too dangerous to be up there. That you shouldn't be. No, it's like, because it's unpredictable. Yeah. And they don't know if you're going to be safe. And so. It's not that you couldn't do it, it's that they well, don't know how to prepare if something were to happen. In that particular instance, they were using the fact that they closed it for that time because of wind as a reason why you should never go up there. If it's dangerous enough at times that they would close it, you should never be there. Yeah. And I said, well, they closed I-70 on the drive here. Should we have not driven? Should we not drive here? I-70 back because it's dangerous enough at times where they close it? Should we it? drive down to like Arizona and then go through Texas and then go <laughs> up I-35? Or what should we do? Yeah. Like yeah. they just, a person of that mindset has kind of like flawed logic in it to some extent. Yeah. And I mean, it works for them, but for the listeners of this show. Well, it works for them. And I know you're going to close the show here in a minute, but it works for them. But what it does to them is limit them. Absolutely. It, it limits them no matter what they're doing. Yeah. People with that type of mindset, it just limits who you are. Yeah. And, and there, it, until you change that, like we've talked about in so especially a lot of the earlier shows, is you have to be able to change your mindset and decide who you are going to be. Yeah. And a lot of people, when they get over 30, 35, 40, nope, that's just who I am. That's not true. Right. You can 100% change how you act, 
how you are, the things you do, and that makes you a different person. This whole mantra of people never change, that's bullshit. They don't change because they don't want to change. Yeah. They want to stay the same. They're comfortable. Right. They're lazy. That's the easy way out. Right. Right. Yeah, that's that's the, like, people do change, but it's because they have to change themselves. Like, people right. don't change people. Right. And that's, that's the difficult part with it. So, um, you know, if, if you're... If you're a listener to this show and you're on a sales team and you're watching somebody else perform really well, stop and think, how do you take that? Or, do, you, do you take that like they had some kind of advantage to perform really well? Or do you take it that they just worked really hard and they're seeing the results of their hard work? And then ask them, hey, you got any pointers? Right. If you get some leads that you can't handle, you know, and want to give me some tips. You know, get into their world. Yeah. Use it as an advantage to how do I also get to this place? Right. Right. Yeah. If, if you're if you're looking to start your own business or if you've recently started your business, um, you need to have a positive mindset and an abundance mindset. You will fail guaranteed if you have a scarcity mindset. I've watched guys start their own small plumbing companies and then within two or three weeks they'll talk about other companies are stealing all the work. Yeah. And meanwhile, I started mine and our schedules were full from day one. And it wasn't because I was stealing work. It's I saw nothing but opportunity. I saw an abundance of work available and I went and got as much as we could handle. Mm-hmm. That's the difference in mindset. So um, for the for the listeners of this show, you you need to adopt a positive mindset and an abundance mindset, and you need to constantly be looking at when when you encounter a, a friction point, you need to be looking at what is the abundance mindset way to look at this, and what is the scarcity mindset way to look at this, and then once you determine those two, proceed with the abundance mindset approach, and you will win. Virtually every time. I can't guarantee you're going to win every time. I don't win every time. There's no such thing as winning every time. Yeah. You got to lose a few. It I just happens. I don't win every time. It just happens. But <clears throat> it, it is, it, I mean, it's it's required if you want to be successful in business. So, yeah, 100%, man. Um, that is going to wrap it up for this show. Great so, show. If yeah. I do say so Great myself. Show. Solid show. <laughs> well, I get to see Mitch and my mom on the way back from Colorado where... He's just like, ah, oh, he's a kid. You can go into that grocery store and buy whatever you want. Dad doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> All that matters right now is I'm headed home. Yeah. I'm, headed home. I'm glad he's back. Yeah. Two weeks of no podcast with Mitch. Mm-hmm. Even during the podcast, I think I said, man, I wish here, Mitch was here. To, I, I literally had questions. I was like, man, I wonder what he would think about this. <laughs> I wonder what he'd think about this. So, It's good shit. We should have so, an AI chat, chat bot in here. Yeah, maybe uh, next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that'll become a topic one day. Chat, Man, I, chat GTP on. Oh, don't piss me off about, about the chat stuff. crap. So, a lot of mixed emotions on that one. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, no guys. Lies, man. Until next time, we will catch up with you later. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. See you.